This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey there, cat lovers. Welcome to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. I'm your host, Dr. Katherine Prim, and I'm a small animal veterinarian and cat lover from way back. Today, I have a meowvulous guest. I always say I have a special guest, but today is really, really special. I have Maya Bialik. Now, you might know her from the Big Bang Theory, but she has a cool new show called Call Me Cat. Yes, cat with a K, just like Dr. Cat with a K. So, it seemed like fate that she would come and talk to us about it. Call Me Cat is a sitcom set in a cat cafe. So we'll be right back with Mayam after a quick word from our sponsors. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. So, Mayam, I am so excited that you are here with me. Hello. Thank you for having me. So, I have been watching you, and I know all about you, and I, I'm kind of a fangirl, I guess. But this new show, Call Me Cat, is so awesome because it's cat with a K, and, and it's set in a cat cafe. So, tell me, how did this show come about? Well, our show is based on the BBC show Miranda, which is about a very quirky woman, an independent woman. And this American version uh, takes place in a cat cafe. It's a 39-year-old woman whose name is Catherine, but she goes by cat, just like you. (laughs) And, you know, we have some amazing cast members. Susie Kurtz plays my mom. Leslie Jordan is on our show. Cheyenne Jackson and Kyla Pratt and Julian Gant. We have a really fun cast. And we have tons of cats on set. That's a real thing that happens. And the show's about a woman who's kind of forging a new career after being a math professor and deciding what she really wanted was to open a cat cafe. So that's our show. So you're actually really a cat person in real life, right? Yes. We like to say we talk about rad cat ladies, not sad cat ladies. So yes, I am a rad cat lady. We talk about cat ladies here as well. So so this show is fun and I watch it and I know that it's based on the show Miranda, but this one is is its own story. So why why Louisville? Our head writer and showrunner is from Louisville and she loves and we love as well this idea that Louisville is one of those places that still has Southern charm and it has some of those kind of old-fashioned Southern standards about 
who should do what and what women should do and how they should act, um, but also is a very metropolitan kind of city um, with a lot of big city flair as well. So we love that it's kind of this melting pot culturally. And so there we are set in Louisville. Well, I actually am from Chattanooga and I produce this show. I'm in Chattanooga. My producer isn't, but um, Chattanooga is kind of like that a little bit. And that's where Leslie Jordan is from, I believe. I was going to say, uh, it's where Leslie Jordan is from. So it's really a small world. So yeah, that's kind of special. So you have some really cool stuff on the show that I, I wanted to ask you about. I think my listeners would be interested in it. And one of those things is a t-shirt. Now, I know you probably change clothes and may not stand out to you, but the t-shirt says cats, coffee, weekends. And I totally <laughs> love it. So I'm all about cat, fun cat stuff. So I just wanted to say, hey, people are looking at that stuff. Well, it's funny that you mentioned it. Our our designer, Beth Morgan, when she joined our show, she was so excited to do, you know, there's so many cute cat clothes and, you know, so many kitty cat things. And Fox, our network, was very worried that our character looked too crazy cat lady. So we actually are not really doing many cat things at all. But we've started working some t-shirts in. Um, I always wear socks with little cats on them. So there's always cat things that we sneak in. I always wear a cat ring, like a cameo of like a cat's face, which is really sweet. So we're trying to sneak our cat things in where we can. I personally don't think there's anything wrong with crazy cat lady. I have many cat shirts myself. And your shoes are crazy. I love your shoes. I wear crazy cat socks at work. I have socks that have cats wearing e-collars because everybody makes fun of veterinarians and e-collars. So I respect that. And you can tell Fox that, that I noticed and that we like that a lot. I will let them know. So, um, so tell me a little bit about the finale because I thought it was it was awesome. And I, I thought that it celebrated the life of cats and the bond that we have. So tell me a little bit about that one. This is also, you know, something that we talked a lot about, you know, the decision was made, you know, to show one of our beloved cats um, who passes away. And there was a lot of conversation about, do you show that? Do you not show that? Some people were very, very clear that it was strange to show that or have an episode around that. But I think that the way that Darlene wrote it really did seek to honor, you know, that process and, and the love that that we feel, you know, for our fur babies. And I think it was also special to show this funeral, as we call it, where we're really celebrating the life of that cat. And it became a really nice community event. And that's something we also try and um, highlight on our show is the importance of kind of friendship and community. Well, I really loved it because as a veterinarian, I go through pet loss with my clients and, and obviously I care about them and I care about their pets. And I remember that I think it was the Oscar character said something to you about, well, just be glad it wasn't a person or something like that. And and, and right. you were so offended. You're like, wait, you know, it was still important to me. And I thought that was that was something that really stood out to me that that we can celebrate and I don't know, value perhaps. For sure. I actually, I lost a baby, one of my babies over, over COVID time. And it was very difficult. It was really just when things started opening up. So um, we've had a real readjustment just in my house, um, losing our alpha male. So it's actually something that's very close to me right now. You know, that's really funny. I also lost my cat over COVID. I haven't talked about it at all on this show because every every episode I used to introduce, I would say, you know, I'm owned by a cat named Scamper. And at the beginning of COVID, Scamper just acutely passed away. And that happens to veterinarians too. And so it was it really meant something to me that you talked about that bond. 
Oh, that's really lovely. Thank you. We have a cat cafe here in Chattanooga, and it's called the Naughty Cat Cafe. And um, they have adopted out hundreds of cats through this cafe. And I think it's such a, a really valuable, almost like ministry that they do and provide. So you guys have a cat adoption counter. I know there was in an episode you were talking about how many. What inspired you to have that? That was really our showrunner, Darlene. All of these kind of cute little tidbits of cat cafes she did the research on. And we just loved the idea that we could introduce that concept, especially since that is what a lot of cat cafes are doing. So we've had a couple episodes where we talk about, you know, I think we had Frosty in one episode being adopted out. Sorry, Frosty's the real name, not the show name. But we've had a couple episodes where cats have gotten adopted out. We had one with only one eye. So we've tried to work it in as a, a bit of consciousness building. Yeah, I remember the the one with one eye because she had a patch. That's yeah. right. And it's very hard to get that cat to leave that patch on, but she did a really, really good job. Well, so that brings me to, to the next question. What is it like working with the cats? I know you had a cat that gave you a high five. And you know, cats yes. are not um, the biggest fan of doing things that are not their idea. So how did that go? So we have, you know, all of our cats are actor cats. Sometimes I'm asked like, oh, is that your cat from home? But no, these are cats that have been essentially raised on sets. And as you can imagine, one of the hardest things about working with cats is how skittish they can be around loud noises and new people. So we often have experience seeing kittens and puppies who are brought onto our set just to start getting them used to being around lots of people and lots of noises. So all of the cats that we have, none of them are drugged, none of them are tethered, which, you know, in, in certain places, that is what they do. They drug the cats and they kind of anchor them so you kind of can't see and they can't move. I promise you that many of our cats try and escape during filming and we have to start again. We have one named Henry who just, he always sees something that he wants to climb towards the rafters and get. Many of those cats are ragdoll breeds, which means they are naturally kind of floppy and just like to be lap cats. That's really a thing. And we even have cats who crave being held. Like they will cry if they're not in a scene being held. We've also had to, uh, Butter is our cat who we've had to remove from the set because if he's not being held, he can be very, very vocal. So working with those cats is also especially, especially hard during COVID because there are rules about COVID. We're not allowed to all freely pet the cats. You're only allowed to pet the cat if you're in a scene with the cat where you have to pet the cat. And otherwise it's a way that we protect, you know, their owners and their moms and dads. But these are cats that have been trained from very young and Reggie, uh, Reggie can give high fives. Reggie does a lot of amazing tricks. Some of them will roll as tricks, but they are trainable. It's just, they have to be kept very, very close and on a very short leash as it were, as they're being trained and they get treats. They get paid, as we say, you know, for new things they have to learn. Well, cats are trainable. So I've, you're right. And I'm so glad that you said that because I've had a lot of episodes talking about behaviorists and training cats to tolerate their medications and cats. You just yeah. have to treat them like cats and not dogs. They're cats. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. So tons of fun. I do want to make sure that my listeners know how to find episodes so that they can catch up on everything. Can you talk about how they can find episodes of Call Me Cat? You know, we are a, we're a show that was on Fox. So we were 13 episodes for our first season. I think you can find it on Hulu if I'm not mistaken, but you can watch the other episodes that way. And we also have a really fun Instagram page where they do a lot of, uh, well, mostly cat material, which we appreciate. <laughs> so I, I watched on Hulu. So I knew that, that was true, but 
I follow you on a lot of social media and I, I want to say out loud for my listeners the ways to find you because you're doing some other things and I kind of want to talk about some of the other things that you do because I really enjoy some of the, the other interviews that you have a podcast. Can you kind of talk about those things? Yeah, I'm on social media. I'm on, you know, Instagram as Miss Mayam, but um, I have a YouTube channel and we just hit a million subscribers, which is very exciting. And my YouTube channel has a lot of interesting videos and things. And some are about veganism and some are about uh, Big Bang Theory. And most recently, though, my podcast, Mayam Bialik's Breakdown, which you can get on Spotify or wherever you get podcasts, we also have it on my YouTube channel. So I have a podcast about mental health. It's all things mental health. Every episode is a different topic. I'm trained as a neuroscientist. So I sort of give my neuroscience background and also some of my personal family history and things that I've struggled with. And we talk to either an expert in the field or a person who's an expert in their own mental health journey. Well, I did know that and I forgot to mention it because um, <laughs> all, all my whole life that I've been watching you, I was fascinated by the fact that I knew who you were and you were studying neuroscience. So, um, you know, I was studying veterinary medicine and, and I just, I'm like, oh, I mean, it's like a soul sister or something, you know, we have the same <laughs> likes. So I was pretty excited when you agreed to come with me on this podcast and also really excited that you had a show called Call Me Cat. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> It's so perfect. It is. So um, Dr. Cat and your cat. But yes, it's terrific. So just for the listeners, you're on Twitter, you're on Instagram, you're on YouTube. Yeah, I miss Maya on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, I do have a Facebook page. And honestly, you know, YouTube is one of those things that a lot of people haven't been into. But to me, it's a very easy way for people to kind of get all the things, you know, because that's where my podcast is now and also all the other videos that I put out. Yeah, well, we're on Spotify, too. And then our podcast lives on Pet Life Radio. So um, for all the listeners, you can find and share this episode. And, and we wish you would on Spotify and on PetLifeRadio.com. So tell me a little bit about what it's like to work with your co-hosts and co-actors, because they are fascinating. They're a really cool crew you've got. Yeah, we have a really fun group. And I'll start with Leslie Jordan, not just because he's from Chattanooga. But, you know, Leslie Jordan, for a lot of people, really saved them this past year of COVID. He became sort of an internet explosive, you know, Instagram star and really kept people, you know, laughing and, and feeling very um, supported by his humor. So he's really, really fun. And exactly what you think he'd be like is what he's like in person. He's adorable. He's Everything he says is quotable. Uh, we, we have a great time with him and he has so many other interesting things going on. He has an album out and he's coming out with another book. Susie Kurtz obviously is kind of, you know, a Hollywood legend. I grew up watching her on Sisters, but she's a two-time Tony Award winner and just a really, really classy lady. She's kind of our, our real grown-up on our cast. So she puts up with a lot of, a lot of us teasing her and making her say hipster things. And um, as for the kids on the show, um, Cheyenne Jackson uh, plays my love interest. And he's, I think, been in seven Broadway shows. He's just one of those dynamo, dynamo performers. I uh, actually did a really great interview with him on my podcast and Leslie Jordan as well, I've interviewed. And then Kyla Pratt plays kind of our millennial sensibility on the show. And Kyla's one of those people who's literally been been working since she's a child and she's a real, real comic pro. We, we've really enjoyed getting to know each other and, you know, keep in mind, we had been real isolated in our homes. So just to like get to get out and, and be friendly has been really nice just with other people. 
And then Julian Gant um, is a Groundlings alum, which is an improv comedy troupe here. This is his first series. And he and Kyla together is some of my favorite comedy on our show. And he's just also a really delightful person. Also happens to be a vegan. So it's nice I have another vegan friend at work. And that's our cast. We've been having a really good time. People say that it seems like we're having a good time. We really, really are having a good time. I agree that it looks like you're having a good time. And and I wanted to tell you, I don't know if you care about what my favorite things are, but I really like <laughs> at the end of the show when everybody waves. Yeah, that's something for Miranda. It just makes it feel like I'm there, you know, watching. So anyway, and it's kind of interesting because there aren't very many shows that do that. So I really like it. No, and a lot of people don't like that we do that, but it's something that the original Miranda show does and did, and that's why we continued it. So I'm glad that you like it. Well, I'm I'm a little quirky. So, I mean, you wouldn't want to base what you did on me, but yeah, I do like it. So so this is a question that I really want to know. Is everything that Leslie Jordan says scripted or does he sometimes just say one-liners? Because sometimes he cracks me up. No, that's all scripted. That's scripted. I'm trying to think. We have a dialogue coach who's from North Carolina. So we have other kind of Southern flavor on our stage. But no, those are all scripted. But he does say some very funny things in real life. I bet. I bet. I mean, he can just... And he says it kind of with a straight face and you just... Well, and also that, that accent, I mean, it's really, we just, I know for you, it's not an accent, but for us, we just have such a hoot with him. No, it's not an accent. (laughs) Well, I am so grateful that you took the time out. I know that you have back-to-back things going on today and I just, I love the show. I love being able to talk to you. This is just such an honor and I want to just thank you and, and just, I don't know, be a fangirl. Thank you. Well, I want to thank you also. I mean, vets are some of my favorite people. And so thank you for your service to your community. You have a an often thankless job, but thank you also for existing and also for having a podcast where people can learn more about what you do and, and all things Dr. Cat. Well, it's really, you know, a lot of people say that, but it's just really fun to do. And I get to meet cool people and teach people things that they didn't know. So I really, I just hope it keeps going. And on that note, I really want to call out my awesome producer, Mark Winter, because without him, this would not be possible. Thank you, Mark, so much. And thanks again to Mayim for being here. And I want all of my listeners to go out and have a perfect day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.